Hey, Jill. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon here in the Midwest. And uh, oh, yeah, there you go. How's your neck this week from being <laughs> flipped around? Right? Oh, my gosh. I, I even put it out there just now that uh, I bet people feel a lot of losses in a lot of different ways this week because of the news. Uh, it was more and more I'm hearing other little bits of the damage that was done. And right. it is shocking. It is horrible. And it's uh, it's a loss. People have felt, I mean, in fact, the very next day, a lot of the Facebook feeds were, I can't concentrate. Yeah, you can't concentrate after your soul, your, even if you don't put out flags for flag day and you don't do this, you're going like. What happened to my world? A lot of people, that's right. Uh, a lot of people likened the assault on the Capitol to the assault on uh, the Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. They have likened it to when the churches have been attacked. They see the, it, it, I'm sure conspiracy theorists, and I sort of research some of that stuff to say, is this true? Is that true? But to see how different from a few months ago when Black Lives Matter was up there and there was this like scary Why? police presence and here the police, uh, they're just letting them in. Yeah, that, that's been that's one of the devastating things we're seeing in you know in the back channels and the therapist community as well as the front channels of everyone else is not only did we see the capital overrun and people died as a result, and now we're just hearing about a young police officer who lost his life and a bunch He's, more who were in the hospital. Um that police officer, they just corrected it. He is on life support. He's on life support. Okay. Yes. That's still, Yeah. it doesn't say much. It's still, it, no, it doesn't. And there it are doesn't. a bunch more who are apparently seriously injured. And I'm not claiming to be an expert, but they're seeing not only that there was that, that image of the Capitol building, which nobody expected to see, but also the vast difference in how one group of people are treated versus another versus another and it's just reinforced all of the other pieces of identity that have been lost and the awareness of the racism and how it's impacted our country. It, it's a huge mess and it's a huge bunch of emotions and feels. And I, I gotta tell you, as I, I purposely put out right now at that very moment, it's to hold the light so nobody else gets hurt and all these types of things. So, however, that only means that I shoved my feels back in. So for those that are doing prayer work, you still have those feels. Yes. And they're gonna come out. So what kind of, how, even while we're talking, Jill, because I, I focused so much that day on one aspect that, uh, yesterday was really rough, and today is uh, headed that way. 
as far as emotional things, I, I just thinking about, well, let me say this. I was not surprised and why people seem surprised like, well, this is the last straw for this person who calls himself president. Uh, I just got to say, really? You're just waking up when there's two weeks late? So there's an anger component to my grief. Right. And this isn't five stages of grief we've already discussed. Kubler-Ross meant that for people who were dying. Um, we see democracy as we knew it before, dying. Or as we thought it was before, because as from we a lot thought of it, it wasn't was what it was. Right. right. And so I'm I'm focusing in on some breaths. I'll I'll stop talking now. What's going on in your heart and head for the week? You know, it's been a really long week. I woke up this morning and went, it's gotta be like Sunday or something, because this has just felt like forever. And I'm hearing that from a lot of people in the therapeutic community and I'm hearing it from people I see and from friends. I'm hearing um, from the youngest set, they wish that we could all just really focus on, could we just right now at least try to be nice to one another, even if we disagree so that we can start to facilitate some sense of it's going to be stable. They're not, Nobody's asking for forgiveness for things that may not be forgivable to some, but it's it's a, a been a tough way for folks to navigate the week. It's been hard to watch. Mm -hmm. it, it was hard to concentrate at work for, I'm sure, the majority of us. And the news channel just came out this morning with there were more people watching the news that day and overnight than in the history of news in our country. So clearly there were a lot who were worried. And now we've got kind of a lull. It's Friday. I'm kind of hoping we can all just kind of lull out a little bit and get through the next couple weeks and focus on the folks who need to heal physically. <laughs> I want I want to tell our viewers if they didn't know this. I saw this uh, after like the next day after late night TV, and I was watching. Uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar, and I think I'm saying that right. She's a mm -hmm. senator, right. or she, yeah. and she talked about what happened and how how smart she was to think in that moment that when they herded all of Congress into a separate room, so that means the people who were not getting along had to be focused and she did something brilliant she had them turn on the tv and the tv monitors so those constituents not constituents those other congress people that didn't believe what everybody else was saying that they could were still fighting they could see it and they were like I don't know about you, sometimes, most of the times I go, well, at least they believe it now. 
part of me is a little sad and and I haven't made peace with. Why didn't they see it before? Right. And, then, and I'm not the only person that feels this way, I'm sure. But I'm like, so that's where that grief and that is not unlike people who get mad at their loved ones who have died go, why didn't they stop smoking 20 years ago? Why didn't they believe in COVID? Why didn't they mask up? And, you know, I'm with you. I and in the you. middle of all of this week, we've got, again, COVID redoubling its efforts everywhere. And it's it's just been a just so many losses and so much of doesn't right. don't people matter? Don't is it is it that hard to to care whether it's caring about someone in front of you on the street or caring about someone who's in a hospital? Could we do a little more nurturing and a little more honoring of the losses and a little less arguing about the manner of the loss? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when someone is dying of lung cancer, it is so frequent that there are people who need to say, well, if they'd only stopped smoking. I know. It doesn't matter if they didn't stop smoking. Right now, what matters is they're dying or that they've died. It doesn't matter if they didn't wear a mask. Now they have COVID and now we need to focus on them. Mm-hmm. We, we need to focus on the, the here and now mm-hmm. because blame doesn't help at this point. Blame is your distraction. Yeah. Blame is a distraction. So, you know, this is a great grief point because how, when your tendency is, I don't want to really feel the loss, so I'm going to blame. This is not too unlike when my mom was dying, right? I told you the two weeks. And knowing my mother, I was able to say, I'll be the one to tell her the straight up facts. Not that I don't believe in miracles. I also believe in here's what's going on. And when other family members heard that, they go, why would you do that? What? Where there's life, there's hope. Yes, you are also correct. And there's also my mother. Right. My mother would prefer it this way. And you haven't argued with her her whole life. I know what she likes. I know what she wants. And And that is a really hard part during the dying process and afterward. And Ann Carlson said, by the way, we're right on target in terms of blame is not necessary and not important. Right. When someone is dying, if the person who's making the decisions is making the decisions, then it, if you're not that appointed person, your role is to support them. That's right. It's not to question because when you question, that creates doubt in their mind during the grief process. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, you know what, I know you're doing what you are, you know is best in terms of the conversations or how you know this person who's dying and you're making it with the best information you have, which is what everyone with COVID is doing right now. Absolutely. You I only can make the decision based on what you know. 
Exactly. And then I'm finding uh, as I support, I won't say what it is around town, but uh, three friends that all work in an office, they all got it. Oh, every one of them. So one of them, you know, first let me let me call you because I want to hear how you're talking and breathing. Okay, you need to do this. Please sit up for a while. Walk around. We want to prevent pneumonia. Call your doctor. Da 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 da. And it takes a few days, and it's like this when someone's in the when their loved one is dying, mm-hmm. or whether somebody has COVID. You're not thinking straight, so don't over give information. Don't and overwhelm then, somebody. No, no. It's like, and I really hate this. <laughs> and people do this all the time. So-and-so has stage four cancer. Ah, did you try this new herb? I Always. found it works. You know, and I'm not saying I didn't used to do stuff like that. It took enough people saying, don't say that to me. So you don't say that. There's. You don't offer all the, the last minute if, if someone has a long illness mm-hmm. and they are at the end of life, that means they've tried everything that they were willing to try. Exactly. And they don't want to hear at that point, if they've said, I am done, they don't want to hear what you have to say about them trying harder, fighting more. Yes. Those are the wrong words. Right now, their goal is peaceful transition. And peaceful transition for the family surrounding them. Right, right. I will never forget when my first wife was dying of pulmonary fibrosis. And she had about 3% of her lung tissue left, which is not a lot. Uh And she was comfortable because morphine is a beautiful thing. Um, And so was eight liters of oxygen. But she was talking. She was comfortable. And somebody had to come in with some magic little machine that had a red light on it that supposedly was a laser and it was going to fix everything and first of all the person who was promoting those went to prison for medicare fraud for promoting those machines secondly get out of my house because when you are at end of life everybody else's role is to support the person there and when someone is grieving everyone else's role is to support the people in the center and not to question, mm-hmm. not ever to question. And to go back to blaming is a distraction. It's usually when that gut part hits you, you want to figure it out. And Specifically on my post, I said, don't step in the river of fear and anger right now. Mm -hmm. Hold the light. You can analyze later. Because otherwise, you miss that moment. Here, I'm in the wrong place. Miss that moment of pulling stuff in and pulling in for yourself. And you can go, and when you analyze and use your head, you're going to go, well, why didn't they, or most people also will say, what did I do wrong? And if they're not asking, what did I do wrong? They're, they're saying, I did wrong. 
and then they're blaming themselves. I should have. Right. And that is just as the distraction from the actual pain as saying, what did they do wrong? Versus you start saying, I shouldn't have, and then fill in the blank. Instead of giving yourself grace. That's in right. In terms of whatever, whether it's the shape that we're in right now as a country or someone you love with COVID in the hospital or someone that has, has another illness or has died, you give yourself the grace to decide uh -huh. that you're going to do what you need to do and you're going to take care of the ones that you love the way, the best you know how and, and let the rest of it be. And exactly. not listen to those who are questioning. Right. Right. <sighs> yeah. I and thank you, Anne, for, for being here today. And uh I hope for everybody in our listening audience that they allow themselves moments of not even the act of forgiveness, but giving yourself grace for all the feels that are going on, the anger, the spaciness, the, uh, the blame, the shame. Uh, and when you see the media, double check because there's still a lot of things going on. And I, I feel like when you're looking up facts, when you're finding out what is true and what isn't, that's a distraction, but that is a centering distraction. That brings you to, I'm still able to ask questions and not make assumptions. And I, I think that's important when you're bringing yourself back into the here and now and how am I feeling is not to ask questions in order to support your blame or shame, but to ask questions to see, is this real? Is this true? Or is this not? See the difference? Mm -hmm. I think that's real important. It is. And it's also important right now. I've, I've been working with people, of course, all week, lots of yes. them, because we are still doing what we do, all of us, no matter what you do for a living or in your retirement, we're all still in the middle of all of that. Find some moments where you can even laugh a little, even if it's just your own reaction that you can laugh at or your lack of ability to sleep because you needed to stay up all night and watch news channels that, we're going to do the same thing whether or not you were awake watching them and monitoring right. them and taking right. care of them, even though you right. weren't, right, because right. you really, really weren't. But, you know, give yourself that, okay, so, yeah, I was one of those seven and a half million people or however many that was who just mm -hmm. were not going to sleep that night. Laugh right. at that and your need for coffee or Diet Coke. Let yourself have that. It's important. Right. Laugh at the dog jumping and doing something silly. Give yourself Bye. some grace. Right. If if you need a moment of kitties and puppies, Google it. <laughs> I have a friend in Australia who just adopted. They just brought their puppy home about 
I don't know, maybe, maybe it's been a month now. I don't know. But when Smudge came home, like the world lightened up for several thousand people. Cause every morning there's a daily dose of Smudge and Smudge talks for Smudge's self. Smudge talks about learning how to find dad's shoes and how to drag Joe up a hill. And they've never had a puppy before. So this is all new. Ha! And then I finally asked the other day, you know, can you, you, you guys were resistant to a dog. Can you imagine life without Smudge now? No, our life was completely different. Right, mm -hmm. because those little laughs about how much that pup likes that empty bottle <laughs> make everything better, no matter right. what's going on in the world. Right. Right? Uh, today, uh, I, I told you I've been giving infusions to our cat. Mm -hmm. And my daughter says, look out the window at that squirrel. And I saw it, but I was focused on my needles, kitty, right? The needle. I know I'm a nurse. I should love needles. Not so but much. it's your cat. So anyway, so apparently when I when everything was put away and we were done, I looked out at the squirrel and there he was at the top. And he's reaching his hand through the top that we pour the bird feed in. And he's just like munching it like popcorn. <laughs> Well, my indignant self flew open the back door yelling, what the hell do you think you're doing? And he's like, well, I, I opened it and it was good. <laughs> and so I, I had to walk really close before he jumped off. And then I had to close the top, bang it closed. And he's like, what do you mean I can't get any more? I that mean, was not nice. That was not nice. And speaking of squirrels, I have to mention a friend in Decatur, Cheryl, who there's this family joke about squirrels. So when it's when there was a big snowfall the other day, what she did to add humor and joy to the world, except for people who hate squirrels, I, I appreciate them. She made little snow squirrels all around their house oh <laughs> with glasses. She must have had all these pairs of sunglasses or something. And then she uh, put little scarves on them. And it's in the newspaper. It's in the Decatur Herald today. It's on our page. It's like she, on the front page, because everybody needs some oh, snow is. squirrels with scarves and glasses. And she made it look like her brother and sister-in-law with the same kind of glasses or whatever. Hilarious. So look for hilarity. Look yeah. for that moment. Allow yourself. Project. I need some humor. Create it. Right. Yeah. And because with a laugh, with a ha. I saw some memes already going on about the uh, that picture that you see of the Capitol with the QAnon shaman, whatever he is, and, oh and the Confederate flag and all this weirdness. There were some, to me, funny memes. And I took advantage of that. Uh, even if you're not able to laugh at that right now, go find yourself 
some cute puppy smudge, cats of Instagram, uh, you know, play a bunch of gifts for yourself. And don't forget to be a light for yourself. A light. Go ahead. Exactly. You know, I've got a friend who's a therapist for highly sensitive people, uh, mm -hmm. especially young, and she's a squirrel lover, not a squirrel hater. And of course, we don't live where we can make snow squirrels. Uh -huh. um, we, in fact, put out like ice for squirrels in the middle of hot summer so they can lay over it and, and cool off a little bit. But she installed a squirrel picnic table on her fence. I've seen those. And it has been delightful. So, you know, when they are out on that, then that is our humor for the day. Because, you you know, how often do you see a squirrel at a picnic table eating a corn on the cob? Exactly. exactly. Those are the things we should have. And you can do that in the middle of a tough time. You can also do that when someone is dying. You can do it while you're grieving. But you can do it while you're worrying about what's going on in the capital or any place else. Find those moments and let yourself have them without feeling guilty. You know, when I would do laughter club and there would be somebody that had uh, obviously a stroke, you know, they're in and they're part of the long-term care facility that I am in. Sometimes, either if I'm singing a certain tune with the laughter song or if I'm doing a laughter exercise, and I'm smiling right in front of them, and I'm holding on to their hands to sort of move them from center. Cellular memory of laughter is in all of us. And it, it needs to, uh, you tap into that to help your brain chemistry give you a, a hit of dopamine, a hit of some chemicals that can go through you, they're feel good. And it's in your cellular memory. People ask what cellular memory? It's things that you have done in an enough repetitive pattern that your body just knows how to do when it's just jumpstart a little bit. And that works with grief, that if there's an anniversary of something, uh, say uh, someone died very close, I'll use my mom's day, March 13th. I know around March 13th, either March 11th or March 15th, I might be a little spacier and then I go, even after 24 years, what's going on? Well, what's oh, going no. on is I'm having a cellular memory of that particular date and time. So it works both ways, mm -hmm. except with laughter or humor. When it's, uh, when it's tickled, you laugh or you smile. You remember that you know how to do that. Um, Many people, after they've been sick for a really, really long time, they will say, wow, I found my laughter again. It's like your body goes on shutdown. Mm -hmm. and then there's that one thing that is almost going to make you pee your pants. Right. Or, wait, 
the tears run down your leg. Right? <laughs> it's when someone who's, who's been grieving looks at you and says, you know what? I realized I smiled yesterday and I didn't feel sad or guilty for it. Right. Because right. we need those moments and we need to support people who are finding those moments. And That's that, so important. That is a way you can hold the light for someone else. Doesn't mean you don't find time to grieve. Mm -hmm. I watched uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist where it's a TV show where uh, basically the MRI went wacky in the middle of an earthquake, whatever. And now all of a sudden her visual world breaks out into song musicals and people oh around here, but they're not really doing it. Right. And so that's why they call it the extraordinary playlist. It's like the words show her the emotions or the information she needs. In last season, her father died and she was very close to her father. So in a sped up hour long, they sort of took her through the, the grief and, and how she's made peace with the grief at the end. I, I, in case you want to watch it, it was it, as a grief, as a thanatologist and grief specialist, me, I'm like, eh, you know, some things, but I'm like, they only got 60 minutes, Deb. You know, they can't do it all. They can't do it all. But it shows you, uh, it gives you some insights into grieving mm -hmm. and how to leave people the hell alone and let them grieve. Right? You can't fix them. Don't tell them to get over it because they're not going to. And they're don't tell people like who, are, who are dealing with what's going on right now to get over it right? because it's going to take a bit, a long gonna, bit. In this case. And some changes. From COVID, from uh, democracy as we best know it or felt it. It's, it's going to take a while to trust. Let's let's list them, Jill. Yep. Take a while to trust. It's gonna take a while not to trigger. I, I wrote my therapist and I said, I think I need a session. Even writing the number 45 bothers me. <laughs> you know, and it was like I needed that number for the for the sentence, you know, it just uh, so expect reactions out of yourself and accept reactions out of yourself and let other people have theirs too and let other whatever it is mm -hmm. yeah i mean this is a tough week everyone and if you weren't triggered before i bet this week helped you <laughs> i learned yeah that helps you learn how other people are and how you can be. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to expose yourself to the triggers either. No. You can you turn off all the news right now and watch Saturday Night Live and you will get what happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or the late show. Or any of the late shows. Although I will say all the late show, all the late show hosts, James Corden was more, He's not from this country, so he has the benefit of of observation and lens. Yeah, 
a different lens, but the other ones, they were not, they were trying for sarcasm because that let the steamer offer them, which most people, that is, that and dark humor. Dark humor, of course, being gallows humor, like stuff you only say with your friends. Right. And, or your coworkers, because it's so horrible, you don't know what else to do. So even late night, you might avoid for a little bit. That's true. What you can do if you're a media person is when you look at the news, play one clip of what happened the day before. That gives you a little bit of distance mm -hmm. so that you're not going, ah, it's too up close. Spread it out. Read only headlines. Yeah. Until you can find yourself in a place that you can explore more. And, and it's if, okay if you just take yourself out of it. And if you need to explore more, find people who are your support crew, whether they're like-minded or not, depending on your personality style. Right. right. Find the people that you can talk about it, perhaps not publicly, but in private talks or telephone even. Oh, my gosh. On the phone, can you imagine? Or in the front yard from a distance. Find right. those people you can share those thoughts so that they're right. not ruminating inside your head. Because that's not going to help anybody. Mm -hmm. And when you're with more than one person, it's more likely to get it out of your head and let you find some space that's that's not so intense about it all of it. Exactly. I mean... I've been talking to people this week who've had huge losses. And aside from everything going on on the planet, they needed some way to do something with those losses. And so they've spent part of this week focusing on those things. One has created a scholarship um, and put it out so that people who are all over social media can see, will also be notified about a scholarship in memory of a loved one that they lost at a specific school for uh -huh. a, spe a specific population. Um, one is creating baskets or little bags to go out to the homeless population, but with their loved one's name and picture on it so that uh -huh. the name will be shared, the face will be shared, but it'll go to someone in need, which is something that loved one focused on in the lifetime. We can reach outside ourselves and do some uh, good right now. There is a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, a humor colleague that is in a coma. She was found in a coma, uh, unresponsive on New Year's Day. And she has uh, type 1 diabetes. So several different people have uh, organized. You can send in a video. Today we're going to uh, be on a Zoom call. That'll be part of a video. And that can get played for her so she can hear familiar voices. And a good tone. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't matter whether her eyes are open or not. We all know the she different senses she can hear. And for people who, people always ask, because you know, when people are dying, people are yelling. Like they can't hear you. They're always like, Uncle Saul. You know, I won't right. yell. But yeah. So one of the things is 
uh, sound has vibration. And so just know that that person is still receiving that vibration of sound. It's like talking in another language. You can feel the vibration. It's like when you change a dirty diaper on a child, on a baby, and you go, your poop is the best. It smells so horrible. What vibration are you getting? Is it the words or is it the emotion that comes with that? You're feeling it's a different language. Yeah. Right. So I, I hope our listeners understand that. So I am sure they do. If you guys have who are watching this afterwards have comments, please throw them on the feed. Um, and if you're watching from some from a page other than the humor, grace, and grief page, next time join us on that page directly because then we can see your comments as we're talking. Yes. Um, and if you have ideas about what you want us to talk about, we would love them. Mm -hmm. If you have a particular subject you want addressed, please mm -hmm. let us know. Because otherwise you're just gonna hear us, and you know we've always got something to say between the two of us, but if you have something you want us to say, we'll be happy to take that on too. Thank you, everybody. Thank have you a, for today. Have a good week, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.